Blog Talk Radio. Every baby laying on the bed 
and now another problem come up trying to stop us all from communicating. And that's it. The devil has had it. We're playing for keeps with this from now on. Because, you know, uh, we are hitting home base with all these things right now, and he don't like it, and we have victory over him. So the bottom line is from this point forth, because God has been pouring his blessings out in ministry and personally and really working in the people's lives, personal our personal lives and things, He's trying to upset the apple cart, and that's it right now. He He's sorry. He's going to be sorry he did that because I'm in total agreement with you, Apostle Roy. The night program is God's program, and we just released the anointing of God by faith in this program tonight that whatever the needs might be of the people uh, right now, whatever it is, from salvation to deliverance, uh, you name it, the anointing. The anointing of God. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Not by power, might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. To Father, your Holy Amen, Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, so, Brother Edward, Holy just open this up in prayer, my bud, please? Yes, sir. I sure will. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, as Apostle Roy and I come before you this evening, we thank you for this privilege, Lord. We thank you that. Sister Montel and, and Apostle Roy and myself uh, came together in prayer and agreement here and what you did, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory for it, Father. And, Father, we pray tonight that you will give Brother Roy and myself the words to say, what we are to do, what our parts are in this program. But above all, you direct the program. And above all, Lord, let your anointing move through this program, not just tonight, but on the reruns there. Uh, on the uh, the programs that we have there uh, afterwards, after we're off right, right now, Lord, we know that anointing will stay on these programs. We ask it would penetrate every program, not just our programs, but every program on Reaching Out Radio International. We just speak the blessings, the anointing over them all right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, right now we just thank you for this wonderful privilege and thank you for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. So we, in the last two weeks, you know, you're the third, well, actually, you know, not, not, not the last two weeks, but the, the last three, two times, uh, Brother Ed, uh, myself, uh, myself uh, I was talking about the five-fold ministry. And then uh, the, the previous two weeks, uh, Brother Ed was talking about the five-fold ministry. And then tonight, we're, we're, we're together. We're together, Edward, Brother Edward, myself, and we're going to be talking about the five about the some of the fivefold ministry, but there's gonna be other things the Lord's gonna put on our heart to speak on. I really believe that tonight. You know, if we were listening to that song, you know, as we're listening to that song there, uh Apostle Edward and everybody out there, what was that song saying? It says to revive us. We need revival. We need to be revived. The body a lot of the body of Christ, I'm just gonna speak it out. You know, it's time for you to that, you know, to, to, to come out of your comfort zone into the combat zone and start taking, taking, uh, taking uh, uh, from the enemy, taking ground from the enemy, quit giving them ground. Quit opening up doors. Quit opening up doors that allow us, you know, the enemy's under our feet, but the thing is, it's our responsibility to keep them under our feet. Amen? And so we need to basically, you know, come on. We're an army. We're an army. There are one army. Jesus is our Jesus is our heavenly commander, and we're an army. But what does an army do? An army don't retreat. 
Yes. An army goes forward and takes ground. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes. The devil destroys. The, the Lord destroys the works of the devil. He came to seek and save that which is lost and destroy the kingdom of the works of Satan. And we have to do that by taking it by force and using the power of God. That's why we're anointed of God, not to say we're just to, we're anointed or try to show somebody something. What it is is the purpose of it is to overcome the enemy in all things in our lives as well as the lives of others. And with that, God's power, because it's God through us doing what he wants to do is what it simply boils down to. It's God doing his Amen. thing with his power that only can, he can do through us. But if we don't rise up with the power within us and use that authority, as far as we're concerned as individuals, he won't be doing any good at all through us, you see. That power was invested in us, not for us to waste it or not to use it or bury it in the sand like a man did with the talents. But we are to use that power. And when we use that power, we're going to see things happen. But it's in the usage of it. It isn't in the names of it or just hearing about it saying we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We do this, we do that. That don't mean a thing. What about the things? And what it really means is using those things and seeing the hand of God move in our lives and through our lives. Uh, you know, uh, I've had cases constantly coming at me with people, most difficult places, Apostle Roy, uh, demonic forces. I mean, my wife said to me tonight, said, boys, she said, we get some tough ones. And we do. And, but I'm going to tell you this. God is greater Anything that can come against us and nothing can overtake us because they're coming against God. So whether it's a, a simple thing or it's a major thing, God's power is still God's power. And God's power overcomes Amen. all things. We have, to, we have to really keep that in focus in our hearts because, you know, you can be overwhelmed by what you face sometimes. It'll come at you like a giant. But yet, mm -hmm. knowing it's God coming against in us, and what's bigger or who's bigger than God? And if we can keep that in our minds, if we can keep that that's in right. our hearts, our spirit, and out of our mouth, uh, that's going to do it because we they overcame by what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Right. And, of course, the blood of the exactly. Lamb is a, a done. Exactly. Jesus did that thousand years ago. But the word of our testimony is up to us. That word being we're speaking God's word, giving testimony, of course, to his glory, but it's speaking his word, it's declaring his word. So his Amen. part's been right. done, but he's waiting for us, to, and he's encouraging us to do our part. Amen. Amen. And you know, the other thing, too, uh, I'm going to talk to you, like everybody out there, I just want to say something here. Signs, wonders, and miracles will follow, will follow you as you follow, as you follow Jesus. And you know, the thing yeah. about it is, is as we follow Jesus, you know what? The cross before us, but we need to have the world behind us. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's it. Amen. Right? Yes, you have to keep that focus. See, that's an attitude. What you're speaking of is an attitude right there. And the attitude is Christ and the cross are before us. The world is behind us. In fact, when you put your hand to the plow, what did Jesus say? We're not to look back. Yeah. If we do, we're not worthy. We're unworthy of, of the, right. the job. And, uh, and you know what happened yeah. to Lot's wife gets yeah. under a pillar of salt. God hates yeah, that. Yes, he did. Looking, looking back, 
actually will drag you back because you're you're like they did in Israel. Remember when the Israelites uh, left uh, Egypt? If they look back and yeah. said, "Oh my, we're better off here. Oh, it was better here. Look what we're going through," and that's the thing that will pull you down. When you keep looking ahead, that means you're pressed ahead. You're not looking to retreat right. and go back. That's a form of retreat. And what did the apostle? What, 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 what did the apostle Paul say, my, my, my brother? Remember, mm-hmm. he talked about. He, said, he talked about basically. Um, uh, what's that scripture where he talked about looking? Don't look back. Keep moving forward. Uh, what was that scripture? Yeah. I think you're talking about why he said, "I pressed towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus." Not a little of a tame, yeah, but he said, yeah. "I pressed." Because yeah, we we never we never will attain it on earth in these bodies of flesh, but we're becoming more and more proficient at it. Uh, that's exactly right, and uh, that's what we're to do. We should be growing. I, I should be better off today than I was last week or the last time we were on air together. You know, it's really when you yeah. said something and really got my mind to thinking. You know, you were by yourself that week. I wasn't able to get on and got messed up, so to speak. You know, then last time yeah. I was on by myself. It was highly unusual, but you know, can I? I want to say something about that. Uh, I listened to your message, and of course, you listened to my message. And what they said were the two parts that needed to be in the message. And when you put the two parts together, you had the message. But God wanted one done separately, the other one done separately. So what the devil yeah. meant for evil, God meant for good. And you know, I want to say something else that my brother, you know, brother Ken said to me uh, last night. He called me and. Uh, it was this, you know, when I first uh, uh, was going to preach on this program, teaching this program over a year ago, and, man, everything went haywire. Couldn't get on. We got on, got messed up. It was a mess, to say the least. Get on there. I was supposed to preach, but I never did preach. We got to talking, and anyhow, the program ended, right? He called me back, and he said, I never believed there could be that kind of an anointing on a program as we talked. He said, man, what an anointing. And then, of course, that's when he asked me, see, if I would like to start a program, uh, God's Power, that you and I are on, you know. And I said, yes. Amen. And I told what him that. And I said, you know, what, the, yeah, it, what, what God's done in that program. And, you know, uh, I, I said, you know, what the devil meant for evil would have really throw a kink into it to make it look, boy, you guys are really messed up here. You messed up. It didn't work out. Everything went south, you know. But God turned around for good, a little bit like Joseph, you know, what yeah, the devil yeah. meant for evil when they threw him in the pit. God turned out for him to be the second powerful man in Egypt, and look what he did in his power with his family. And we just look what Joseph did, the mighty man of God. And uh, But when you think of things, and even today, like I said, in these past, uh, these past several days since, we'll say, Thursday, and this, well, this is Friday. The past couple of days has been uh, the pits, so to speak, and it's been great before that. Great things happened. I mean, some wonderful things happened personally in our life. But then the ministry things, they were good. But what happened, we got detained and, and all kinds of uh, technical problems with the electronic devices, you know. <laughs> and, and But yet, you see, through it all, as we tame, it leads to something. It, it, it's far greater, you know, so the devil's getting the black eye off of all these things. So when he comes in like he does, he loses more ground. He's losing ground when he does it. He, he takes an inch and we take back a foot. Exactly. And that's exactly what's going on, you know, and that's, but there, you, you quoted a little bit ago, Brother Roy, you said, when the kingdom of God suffers violence, the violence take it before. So we're taking that foot 
by force. He takes the, the inch by uh, crookedry and thievery. We just grab it. We don't have to play games with him and kind of sneak around with him like he does us because we're more powerful than he is because greater is he than he is in the world, right? And that, we have to really That's hold right, on to those. Now, these are simple things that you're saying. These are simple things that I'm saying here. But the thing about it is whenever pressure comes, you can lose sight of these things and give in to your emotions and just go, just throw your hands in the air, so to speak. And that's what we have to be so that's careful right. of because to maintain, be cool, like they say, when something comes, be cool, stand strong and firm. It, it should yep. drive us into a standing firm and strong. If we get wobbly and shaky oh, like that, we have to grow some. And I've, I've got like that before. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I'm perfect in my walk or anybody else's because none of us are. But I'm telling you this. That's right. We practice that and we stand firm like that, and that's what God's taken us to. He's taken us to these places, see, because what's going on. Because the tax will get greater as time goes on because the anointing is greater. When the anointing is greater, the greater attacks. So that's where the battle is. So soldiers, uh, <laughs> he makes. Like you said, you know, we're soldiers. We must fight that battle. Amen. Amen. We are. Yeah, we are. And, you know, the thing about it, too, is that, uh, oh, I know what I was thinking. That scripture is forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth for those things that are ahead. Yeah, that's the 13th verse and the 14th, and they're, they're the two verses are yeah. linked together. you got to forget them behind. Were, yeah. And you were saying, see, the thing about it is, I'm going to talk to everybody out there. You've got to let the past go, okay? You've got to let the past go because the past will keep you in bondage. Yes, it will. No one can break the yoke of bondage. But if you you let that past go, and what we need to do is live every day in the present, Okay. Uh, the, the Bible says, Jesus, uh, you know, uh, this is another day the Lord has made. Rejoice Amen. and be glad in it. Amen? So every day, tomorrow, when we get up, it's a new day. Okay? It's a new day. And you know what? We need to look forward to that day. But if you basically are, are still in the past, still in the past, you're not going to look forward to the next day. The Lord yes, yes, yes. And you know another thing, Pastor Apostle Roy, that we need to do when we get up, give us our daily bread. In other words, that daily bread isn't just what exactly. it is to give as far as material or anything, but that's the assignment. No. We're to go to somebody, somebody to come to us. Yeah. In other words, to put it in one simple verse, your will be done in every aspect of my life this very day. Everything, every I, God, and every T cross. We need to do that. And then the, the best prayer, which I love teaching on that, I love to teach on the Jabez prayer. I'm going to minister on that on my program Thursday, my new program. I didn't, not to didn't say what it was, we didn't advertise it, but the, the revelation that God had showed me on that, that prayer, and that, I would advise everybody to go there and pray it every day. And, and I've taught on, on, on Montel's program right here on the radio, on the radio program here, and speak on it. And that was a revelation. And that is a prayer that says it all for you, for who you are, what you have, what you can do, what's coming to you, what you're delivering. You, that prayer is, there isn't anything above that prayer. That covers the whole base of God in, our, in your life and my life, Amen. spirit, Amen. soul, and body. And we need to do that. You know, We need to focus on that and really think when we pray our prayer. 
like that. Just think what it is. Just think what it is, and ask Him for that, and believe in Him for that, because it's all in our service to God. You're asking for things with purpose. You see, that's the beautiful thing about the prayer. You're asking for yeah. things in purpose, and the purpose isn't serving God. You're not being one uh, a Maserati that I can look good or. A, $10 million house that I can be impressive. You're not trying to impress people, trying to be a, a real rich guy. and really, You know, like a lot of people want to put on the dog or the show, whatever you want to call it. But what you are, yeah. you're wanting to have things to be purposeful and to do the works of God. And when you do that, God will withhold nothing from you when you have the right attitude, purpose. And, and why are you doing this? You know, why are we on the radio program? Uh, what What is our purpose? What, what What's our purpose behind it? To glorify ourselves, to get famous, to make money? Or, you know, in other words, what's, what's our reasoning? Because, man, at the judgment seat of Christ, it says in Second Corinthians 5.10, we're going to be judged for what we do good and what we do bad in our body. And I don't want to lose my rewards because I uh, had a wrong attitude or I did something under myself or under something yeah. else that wasn't what God wanted. Because th- this thing is serious. I- I'm I'm seeing that That's more right, and more is. every day, Brother Roy. I- I'm I'm telling you that I have to keep a knit on myself. I have to keep a close knit myself. Yeah. And all of us, all of us, yeah. We really do. I mean, you know? and I've never felt this way before, and nobody else ever has either because. Uh, being the Lord's coming soon, He's laying it on our hearts. This is a this is a presence or an anointing of God's being laid upon us, and and direction is yeah. given to us in correction. You know, like we never had before, because we all need to shape up better than what we are. We need to be better than what and, we are. Right, and you and you know, brother Edward, I'm just going to say right now, as apostles, we are more accountable to God than mm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, well, everybody says, you know, oh, I like to be a, oh, I'm a apostle, you know, I'm, you know, and you, you see a lot of that, you know, even on, on uh, Facebook uh-huh. and, you know, stuff like that. But the bottom line on it is, we have to realize one thing. When we start calling ourselves an apostle, we better make darn sure that it is God that's calling us and not man. That's right, because you, uh, I'll tell you what. An apostle is like a five-star general in this army. We're five-star generals, so to speak. And uh, and when you're walking in, doing, I know, and I, I thought about the fivefold. Now walk basically in every office right there. Not some more so. Now you know what I'm saying. We do. Everybody to a certain degree does that. I do that. And I and I look at myself at that. And I asked the Lord about that. I said, Lord, I said, uh, what do I call myself? You know, what what do you actually call? He said, you are all things to all people. That's what it is. That's, that's what it is. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. What, like you said, what because a responsibility you, that is, Roy. Yeah. Brother Roy, that, that's, 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 a heavy, that's a responsibility, my friend. It, uh, yeah. say you're going to stand before God, and I'm going to stand before God. What did you do with this? You know, and, uh, That's pretty sour. That's pretty yeah. solid. <laughs> Things right there, and almost I don't like to use the word scary, but that that puts you in a frame of hey, I just, yeah, uh, but exactly. watch what I'm doing. I just want, I just, right, I just want to say, every, uh, I want to say something to everyone out there. Okay. Yeah. Everything will pass, but what's only done for Jesus will last Amen. eternally. Amen. That's it. Everything else is nothing. What you take is. Uh, Apostle Roy said, what you do for Jesus unto him will last, 
anything that you have to impress yourself, riches, fame, fortune, uh, how great you were, and that's how great you were, and that means absolutely zilch. But what you did for others and to others in the kingdom for the purpose of the kingdom, for the Lord Jesus Christ, is the only thing that will count. No rewards are given because you were the greatest preacher or whatever, but what you did. Mm-hmm. The soul's coming into the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're yeah. you're part of that, you know. Or, like even with uh, right now with uh, Brother Ezekiel, he's believing for a million souls, a million yeah. souls to come into the kingdom. Uh, this crusade coming up at the, end, at the end of December into January. And he's, mm-hmm. and he's believing for not just Kenya, but Uganda, uh, you know, uh, yes. Nigeria, you know, all the way, mm. you know. So I'm on board with yes. it because basically that's, that's a vision for soul. That's it. That's a uh, tough area. Yeah, I mean, we, a, million, people a would... million people, a million people, brother, ever coming out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, basically, mm. you know, having their citizenship in heaven, a million souls coming into the kingdom. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, Amen. you know that's and so I'm that's, on board with that because you know, that's beautiful. That's I'm a telling vision, you, that's a, that's a vision. That's a vision from the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Amen. No, exactly what you're saying. That's, that's God talk right there because that's what it's really to be about. We need a greater. Uh, I need a greater desire for being a better soul winner. You need it. We all need it because uh, we're all. We all need improved, you know, we can see that. We're to teach the body of Christ and encourage, and that's what I do in, in most in all areas, you know, and you do. But the bottom line is, in the process of that teaching, we got to make sure that we are following our teaching. You know what I'm saying? I, we have to follow exactly what we're saying. God gives you the words to say, but there's words you're not just speaking. We're not just talking to the audience here. You're talking to me, I'm talking to me, I'm talking to me, and you're talking to you. I mean, this is for everybody, you know. There isn't such a thing as a person that has arrived and it's for y'all. That, you know, that's the biggest within in the body of Christ. You know, the Lord has showed me, I, I said this before in a program, and it bears repeating. Uh, a couple months ago, I was getting ready to do a program, and the Lord told me of how people will be up there preaching. And just use an example, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people were to call by my name, that verse. Right. Well, use that scripture and a lot of people will say that to the world they said then when i hear from heaven forgive us in the heal their land they'll be talking about that but yet they're addressing it to everybody but what happens is they are addressing it to everybody but they're not thinking themselves now what happens if everybody does it and quotes it like that and they're not thinking themselves that means nobody's going to do it because all they're thinking of is the other's doing it. Everybody's waiting for the other guy to do it. So if everybody's waiting for the other guy to do it, nobody's going to do it. But we have to take to heart, am I walking in this thing myself when we preach it to you? Am I doing this? Is it me, am I involved that this is what I'm, I stand, is what I'm really doing? If it's not what I'm really doing, I'm a hypocrite if I preach it. I really okay. am. If I'm trying to tell you to do something, and I'm not doing it myself. In fact, I can't preach those kind of things. Roy. I, I, I can't preach whenever I don't do something. It's just, it's, uh, there's no wind in it. It's very shallow, and it's just uh, I can't get those words out because I, condemnation would come upon me. It does come upon me if I'm trying to tell you, know, you something that I'm not doing myself. I, condemnation does come upon you because you're lying, you're a hypocrite, and you're not going to feel right doing it. Yeah. You're not going to. 
you're not going to fool anybody. It's in the spirit because you'll just go to their head. You won't go to their heart. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, and you know, and the thing about it is, Apostle uh, uh, Edward too. It, you know, if we're preaching it, we need to be living it. Mm-hmm. The old saying, right? pre- practice what we preach and preach what we practice. Like yeah, because it's a life. Like what we're speaking, oh, it's a life like, exactly. What, like what we're speaking right now tonight is we need to be we need to be living. We we're do. talking to all these people all over the world, and we're when we're speaking this out. We need to be, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be living it, or we are hypocrites. You're right. We do. We do. You know, in, in the past two times when you taught uh, uh, the first time, and then I taught the second time on this subject, you know, of the, uh, the leadership, the apostles, or fivefold ministry, uh, we we got the specifics that I taught on it, what the offices were and how they operated. You taught on the other things about it. But, you know, the bottom line to it, after you teach on all those things, it's a teaching on what we're talking about tonight of the doing of it. Because these things absolutely right. mean We've taught these past couple of weeks if we don't take it to heart, because that, that's for everybody, not just in the fivefold ministry, not just preachers, not just lay, lay people, but everybody's to take it to heart, because basically we're all whosoever wills, where the Bible's concerned, that's because right. whosoever wills, use the word and apply it to their life for the work for, whether you're black, white, orange, purple, 110 years old, apostle, rich, poor, good-looking, no matter what it is, it's for everybody and anybody that dares to use it. Uh, you know, uh, thing that we saw in in, uh, in the Bible, Apostle Paul was a very educated man. Apostle Peter was a very yeah. uneducated man. But that they were, and when it comes to anointing powerful men of God, they were about equal. Even though Paul wrote most of the New Testament, we say he's the chief of the apostles. But they were. But to see how. Education. Now, I'm not against education. It helps us if we use it, education for the Lord. But what I'm saying is it's the anointing and it's the Lord's power and it's his word that, that it takes us somewhere and, and gives us these things. Because the Bible says in First Corinthians 3, 18, that him that seems wise in this world become a fool that he may become wise. In other words, if there's an educated, wise man in this world, uh, let him become a fool, come to Christ, and he of the wisdom of God, not wisdom of the world, because wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. And I've seen a lot yeah. of them talking yeah. to a lot of educated men, and I could see how lacking they were spiritually, how they were they were yeah, dwarfs, exactly. they were midgets when it came to spiritual yeah, things. They that were. Uh, yes, they were, brother. They were. Amen. Just give me a second here. I've got to grab my pink shoes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but... I just want to say something, what you're talking yes. about, okay? Okay, yes. I had a friend, I had a friend, Daniel is his name, and he basically wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so, he, so he came to the house, and the funny thing is, <laughs> you're going to laugh when you tell you this, that we, uh, the... the, the uh, the number of a house is six 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 out of the east, and uh, of course, uh, I, I I wasn't worried about that. No, they were, I mean, you know, I'm saying because you know. But anyway, he came to the house and got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, brother Edward, mm-hmm. he was going to mm-hmm. he was going to, he was going to a uh, a Christian a Christian college. I won't say what it is because it doesn't matter. 
of a Christian college, and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and basically he was just on fire. So he went back to the college, and other, you know, you know how a fire, you know how the fire, Brother Edward, it's not caught, it's caught, right? Mm-hmm, yes. So anyway, so, 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 they, they, so some of the students there asked him, they said, Daniel, what's going on with you? But he said, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. They said, yeah, you're just, you're, you're just on fire. I mean, for Jesus. Anyway, mm-hmm. so anyway, he said, well, would you like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And, uh, you know, and they said, yeah. Anyway, they came to him and said, basically, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. Because the religious spirit there was being, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, the the, the religious spirit of that college, basically, mm-hmm. they didn't like that at all. They didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. So he ended up coming to he ended up coming to BC with us when we left. You know, but I just mm-hmm. tell you, here he is. You know, you know. As long as he was, you know, just doing the religious thing. But as soon as he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, was on fire, right away he was a danger to that college. Yeah, I'll bet he was. I'll bet he was. And that happens. That happens also with the church. That's right. Because if you go to a church, if you're involved with a church, with a, a congregation, and, and and the thing is, and they're more, you know, you know, what do you call uh, what I'm thinking? More laid back and stuff like that. And if you're if you're on fire, they don't want you there. No. And you know that no you way, know, Edward. Because yes, a lot I, of God's generals, a lot about God's generals, a lot of them had to come out of the, out of that denomination and different uh, things. I, I speak it right out. Had to come out of to do what God called them to do. You had to come out of there. I had to come out of there. Yes, I I went through those. And you out there right now speaking to, you need to come out. The Holy Spirit is saying, you need to come out of them denominations Yes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking to people out there right now, because you're yes. never going to grow, and you're yes. never going to go where the Lord wants you to, what, what, and do what the Lord wants you to do if you stay there. Come out now in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody, anybody right now that has this anointing in their life and you feel like you're in a place and you're the only one there and you feel held back and suppressed, you're not able to let out what God has given you, get away from there and go where God would have you to go. I was in that five years uh, before I actually got out. Of course, God kept me there, and I was having problems with leadership. See, I didn't have problems with people. God was doing miracles and things, but yet the leaders become jealous. They kept trying to take their church. This just the way the old Pharisees were, and the Sadducees. But right now, I felt that you said that, Brother Roy. People need to you come out of that. It's not time 
to hold back the anointing in, in your life. You are like a bronco. You know, if you've ever been to rodeo, they get these guys sitting on the bulls, and anyhow, when they're sitting these bulls, they're, they're penned in, and that bull wants to get out, and they want to get going, and when they open that gate, they go out there. Well, the gate is opening for you. God's opened the gate for you. Now he wants you to come out. Come out. Come out from yeah. amongst them. Go forth. You've got yeah. to exercise. Time is short. You've got to be free now. There was a time that we stayed, and a lot of times the table stay, and we're going to do what we're going to do. But these, this is a different season. This isn't a staying season of playing games. This is a season either doing or dying, so to speak. This is a time of going forth. It's not like it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And if we maintain that attitude, what has happened is, in your life and my life would be nothing. And it's time to okay. come forth from this thing. You know, Roy and I were talking, Pastor Roy and I were talking before the program uh, tonight, and we were talking about these very things that happen in the lives of people, how they hold back and don't do anything and aren't you know, telling it like it is. And my wife and myself, I know Roy and his wife, the same thing. Telling people like it is not messing around with people that are playing games because I will not play games with people. I tell them like it is, and I don't care what. I just tell them those things because I live my life like it is. I judge myself to those things. I don't. I'm not a Pharisee that stands up and says, "You do this, you do that." If I'm not doing it myself, I put myself under those things because I believe the Spirit of God, Apostle Roy, today is showing us these things. He's showing us how important it is, first of all, that we walk in obedience and hear his voice, and how important it is that we don't hold back anything anymore. It's time to let it all hang out, because God is letting it all hang out. Amen. You there? Amen. He's going to send his son back soon. He wants to get his best saved. He'll deliver that free as can into the cabin. He wants that. We are not going to do it in game. we got to go for it. And we're not, we're not on the defensive side there. We defend ourselves too much. Don't be defensive. Be offensive. We're not blocking the punches. The devil, we're throwing the punches and knocking him back. We're knocking him back. We're not, he's not, he doesn't have a chance to those punches. We're throwing the punches too. Just knocking him down, knocking him out, knocking him around. But when you start playing games in the offense, he's going to hit you. You're going to hit him. No, no, no. It's time that we start throwing the, the deadly punches at him like we never did before. That's exactly what Apostle Roy was talking about there. Where he said, and I felt that in my spirit. He said that, uh, that that's from God, brother. That, that's a message. I know they're going to be listening. Either listening, they're going to be listening. You need to take heed and start saying, oh, God, what do you want of me? You need to take heed and not say, well, maybe I need to stick it out a little longer. Make sure you hear from God now. Don't. Don't misunderstand, but most likely what's happening is you've got to get out there and you've got to spread your wings because what God has given you now, he's given you a taste of something, but he wants more of it. So you've got a little sample. Go out, spread your wings, and watch that sample become greater and greater in you and use you in a greater, greater way. And that's what he wants to do. Amen. 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 That's exactly right, brother. That's exactly right. And you know the thing about it is, I'm just going to go to, the Lord has kind of put this on my heart. Um, Ezekiel 37. Amen? Mm. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, Ezekiel 37. Okay. Okay. He said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, the Lord, God, thou knowest. Then he said to me, prophesy 
under these bones right now. My, I mean, uh, Brother Edwin, are prophesying right now that these that uh, that uh, Lord's going to bring you alive. Yes. I'm going to talk to everybody out there. You have been a, a dead, yes. dead to some things, and the Lord yes. says He's going to bring you alive, and He's going to bring you alive to what He wants you to do. Amen. It's time. It's time for you to to become alive. You, you can, you're in a dead church. Oh, hallelujah. You're in a dead yeah. church, and you need to come out of that, out of, out of that church. Mm. Because mm. if you stay, as you stay in that church, yes, 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 yes. If you stay in that church, you will stay dead. Mm. Dead spiritually. But as you come out, I'm just going to put, put a prophesying as a brother Edward. Um, uh, as you come out out of there, you are going to you're going to you're going to become more alive than you've ever been in Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 You're breaking out of a shell like a peepee out of a shell, and you're going to grow into a a big bird. <laughs> You're going to be an eagle soaring over the everything, and you're going to be yes. an eagle given and it's nothing but over the heights. Yeah, it's this is a season for that. This is a season like never was before, Brother Roy. I mean, this is, yes. we haven't experienced. I've been 51 years in this, and I tell you, there's nothing like it. It's beyond anything we ever talked about or experienced. And we're just starting to get more taste and more taste every day. And uh, but that's the key to it. Uh, I know people now in that yeah. very situation you're talking about there, and I have situations that deal with people like this, and uh, and they're great people of God. They have their wings are really they're really gifted, but sometimes they're held Amen. back by some deadheads, some deadheads that are playing Amen. games sometimes, and you got to get away from them because if you hang around the uh, creek bed long enough, you can slip in yourself. You know that's why you got to watch the company you keep because bad company can uh, right. bring. Had problems. Amen, amen. And the word of God is alive. And I want to just finish this off here. This is the Lord speaking to all of us. And shall, and I shall put my spirit in you. And ye shall live, and I shall place you, place you to your own, place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. So the Lord is not just speaking it. He's performing it right now in, the, in, the, in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen? Amen. Good. So Amen. As, uh, as Brother Ken would say, and uh, look what the Lord has done. It's already mm. done, by, by, by the way, the people out there. Hey. Okay, it's already done. But it's you already have a done. responsibility. Go ahead, brother. Hey, Amen. It. What happens? What happens is, you know, God always sees the finished product in you. He sees the finished product, but now your responsibility is to hear His voice and let Him bring you through the steps. It's going to take you to be the finished product 
he always sees you to be. He sees the provisions you have need of. He sees the way. He sees everything. He sees the, the total package when he has signed you to do something. You see at the beginning and say, how in the world can I do this? How can I do that? Well, he says in Isaiah 43, 18, 19, he says, Behold, I do a new thing. Don't you see it? He said he'll make ways in the desert, and he'll put rivers in your in your uh, your desert. Rather, he'll make ways in the wilderness to put rivers in your desert, and that's what he does. He has the provisions. Everything's already set up. It's a done deal before you even set your first step. Before you take your first step, but you have to hear him, and you have to obey him. And if you hear him and obey him, all you do is just walk step one, step two, step three. And whatever the step is, the finish line, you're going to get to the finish line. But you cannot possibly do it in your own wisdom, your own thoughts, because his ways and thoughts are not yours. They're above them. So you must hear from God. You must obey God. And it's not all that complicated and difficult. Uh, there's things that, you know, there's things that are happening today we were talking about. And this is what's happened to me. Uh, I get a lot of things that have been coming my way. And I have to pray, God, is this really you for me? No, does this be? I mean, they're good things, and sometimes you have to be careful. And my wife was telling me about that and saying about that, and I said, that's so true. Because, uh, you know, uh, you can have opportunities come your way, but they're not always opportunities that God wants you to take. Because he can have other that's plans. Right. People tell you, you're going to do this, I got you for this, you're this or you're that. No, no, no. You make sure God says it. You put it up there before him. you got to have his approval. Uh, yeah. You have to have his approval, and that's something that we have to do. And sometimes, I mean, I've failed in this area before. I know you have too, Roy. We all have, yeah. but we got to get his approval because there isn't anything worse than going something and then saying, "Well, Lord, I'm asking that's you to right. bless this." And you never knew in the first place if you were to do it to begin with. And and I've done it. I've been doing things and ready that I hadn't asked for, and and they could be successful to a degree. But if it's not the perfect will of God, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, this fruit comes from what you're doing. That doesn't mean it's God's will. There's two things when you're in the right place, Apostle Roy. And, you know, the first thing is you yeah. have heart peace. Peace in your heart, then you see fruit coming from it. But if you're just seeing fruit and you don't have a lot of peace in your heart, uh, you better be a little careful there because it, it could be either yeah. the devil right. or God and that thing saying, hey, son, because I know Kenneth Hagin, you know, he had a successful ministry before the Bible college, but, you know, he had pastored, I think, five churches, and it came to the place that uh, God was directing him. He said, uh, Ken, he said, uh, I've, uh, well, he said, I've been doing, you know, the pastoring and all this. He said, Ken, I want to direct you to do my perfect will now, because you weren't in That's my right. perfect will. My perfect will for you to start okay. the school. See what I mean? And you yeah. can have a or that goes for me, that goes for Roy. I mean, there's been times that I had a lot of success or something, but I wasn't necessarily in God's perfect will. There's a peace. So we have to be really more sensitive about that. We really do. I, I speak to my own self saying that, and I speak to Roy, and, well, he speaks to me. And uh, we have yeah, to be yeah. so careful. Make sure of that because uh, cause I am, I'll tell you, I'm making sure what I'm doing because there's things before me now I'm praying about. I don't want to take anything and take it wrongly, you say. So be be uh, careful. You have to take an interest and be serious about this serving the Lord. It's not just something you do on Wednesday night or Sundays or just a thing. It's our life. Christianity, if it's not your lifestyle, you're out of the will of God. If Christianity is yeah. not your lifestyle, 
I've never said that before. You are out of the will of God. I mean, I'm going to say yeah. that real boldly for you because it's yeah. not a religion. It's a relationship, and that relationship doesn't just govern you winning people to Christ. It governs how you live your life, how you display your life, your actions, your reactions. We need, we, we need, brother, and everybody out there is going to say this. We need to be walking in the character of Christ. That's right. In the fruit of the Holy Spirit, in Galatians 5, Amen. 22, That's 23. Right. That's right. That is you it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. It, it's serious. Right? I've never noticed as serious as it is now. Remember that song, To Be Like Jesus? Mm-hmm. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I yes. ask is to be yes. like him, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. Got a long way to go, but I'm getting better and better at it. <laughs> and I tell you, you know, we'd be a million years in this life. We we'd be closer and closer, but you know, uh it's uh we have a large shoes to fill, but you know, we can well, for me to live as Christ to die is to gain. That's a big statement right there. And if you really mean it's that and it's a really reality now, not a lot of people quote things. As for me to be here to like Jesus or to die to be with him, well, is it really? In other words, uh, am I really that way? In other words, am I really, uh, for me to live really Jesus, or is it me? Who's charge of my life, me or Jesus? You know, that, that determines uh, for me to live as Christ to die. If we're living on their self, yeah. I would say that. You know, Romans 8, uh, 14, I believe it is, it says, that we mortify the deeds of the flesh by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, helped us mortify these bad works we have in the flesh, you see. Mm-hmm. And if we yield to the flesh, that's death. If we yield to the Spirit, that's life. But through the Spirit, we mortify, we deaden the flesh. So that means I can't deaden my flesh. I can will to do it, and then if I will to do it, then the empowerment comes that gives me the ability to do it. It's sort of like, yeah, you, know, right. you, you know, like say you want, uh, you, we've been given power. The power means two things in the Bible, authority and ability. So it's just like if I work right. for a car lot and the guy that owns the car lot says, Ed, I want you to go out and buy me five Cadillacs. He gave me authority to do okay. it, right? Okay, boss, I'm going to go out yeah. and buy you five Cadillacs. But uh, I need something to buy them five Cadillacs. I need a little bit of money doing it, right? So the money is the ability. She says, okay, right. I'm giving you the authority to do it. And here is a blank check, whatever they cost. You might say, we well, don't spend over a certain amount of money, but here's the check. You write it out. That's the ability up to maybe $100,000. I'm just using some crazy figures here. Right. Okay, I got $100,000. That's the ability to buy five vehicles, okay? That wouldn't do it, but but nowadays, you know, but anyhow, you get the message there. The ability goes with it because, see, authority doesn't mean anything if you don't have the ability to carry out the authority that you have. And, see, we do have the ability. We were, you were given authority to cast out devils. You were given authority to walk over devils. You were given authority to live a healthy, strong, prosperous life. You were given authority to have the joy of the Lord in your life. You were given authority to have no fear. Now, the ability 
is simply using the meaning it in your heart, desiring it. First of all, you've got to mean it 100%, not 95, the 100%. I have peace and joy. Like he says, let the joy, let the peace of God rule your heart. So now in the name of Jesus, I speak the peace and joy of God in my life, you know, and we have that, but we simply trust God with our life. So it's, it's all about believing and trusting God and saying, take it over, Lord. Because when he takes it over, it automatically comes in your lap. Peace and joy and everything. When God takes things over, the change comes over you. But he has to take it over before you get that change. You trying to conquer it is just going to frustrate you and bring fear upon you. But when you allow him to have it, he not only takes it, but he gives you peace and joy and, and boldness that thing and know so that, hey, it's a done deal. When you have that, you're as bold as a lion. You're as bold as a lion. That's, That's what it's it. about. You can't have it outside of Jesus trusting him. That's the ability of God right. in you, you see. That's right, brother. And, you know, here's something really simple to uh, uh, Apostle Edward. We're a, we're a three, and I'm, I'm talking to everybody out there right now. We are a three-part being, a spirit, a soul, which is the mind, the willing, the emotions, and, of course, the body, the flesh. Okay. Now, here's the key. What, where are we sold? Grow. So as we sow to the spirit, man, the spirit, it will grow. And it will become dominant in our, you know, in our life. Okay? Now, the mind, willing, and emotions, the, the action, the soul, will move towards the spirit, the mind of Christ, the will of God. And then walking by faith, not by sight. Amen? But if we are sowing into the flesh, that soul, the mind, willing, emotions, will walk, will come over towards the flesh, and you'll be fleshless. Mm-hmm. So we have, so we have a decision to make here. I'm just talking to everybody out there. Where are you sowing? Are you sowing to the spirit, or are you sowing to the flesh? Because if you're sowing to the flesh, you better get down on your hands and knees and ask the Lord to forgive you, and then start sowing to the spirit. Amen. 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 And you know, Apostle Roy, there's something else that I add to what you said right there. You know, think about this once. You know, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, God the Father speaks. Jesus hears that. He obeys what the Father told him. Then the Holy Spirit Amen. hears from Jesus. Based what Jesus said, but yet the three are one. They what Father says is down through to the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit tells us. So they're all in perfect unity. The Father doesn't uh, say anything. Jesus doesn't say anything. The Father doesn't tell him, and the Holy Spirit doesn't say anything that Jesus said. Now, watch what I'm going to say here. Okay, we a lot of people are this. You know, they have. One thing in the spirit, like the spirit tells them something to do, right? And they said, okay, spirit of God, tell this, I'm going to do this. But then the mind is saying, no, 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 do this. Then the mind is in, in opposition with the spirit. You're allowing the flesh in, That's right? True. And many That's times, true. not only will you follow the mind, but the flesh might even walk something different. In other words, instead of the three being in unity, like we are a triple being, three-part being, as Apostle Roy said, instead of 
operating like God does, our spirit saying one thing, our flesh is saying something, or, or our mind is saying something else, and we're walking something else out in reality in our lives. To say, in other words, our spirit man can say go south, our our mind can say go north, and then we wind up going west in the flesh. They're all three different. You see, instead of all three the same. So we have to have them coordinated because if we aren't walking in unity in ourselves, we say about walking in with the Lord. But if we aren't in agreement with ourselves, spirit, soul, and body, uh, it's a failure. It's a loss because we're not going to do the right thing. We're not going to do what that's the Spirit right. of God exactly right. that's that's important. Right. It's so important that uh, that we all take this really to heart because uh, I'm telling you, it's a full-time job for us as individuals to maintain ourselves because we're challenged. We're challenged to say and do the wrong things every day. More so now than ever yeah. before, and we're tempted. Yeah. We're, we're tempted. Deception comes in, uh, wrong. To, a lot. This so much hits the fan. So many things just hit the fan today. All over, yeah. scattered. And uh, if we allow those things to govern our attitude, we can wind up the spirit of hate. You know, in other words, the spirit of anger and everything, because it, it happens. You know, we can be right and wrong at the same time. We can have the right attitude. We can have the right belief towards something or someone, but yet it can be done wrongly out of hate. You know, we can be right and wrong at the same time of how we deal with it. And that's what's so important as Christians, that we deal with things in Christ-like way that what Jesus would do. And, and these are, what we're talking tonight, Ken, or Brother brother Roy, is, is uh, the thing that uh, we have to put into practice. I mean, we can talk about uh, the leadership, in which we are. Leadership is the, the five-fold. But this is five-fold talk here that needs to, from every level of the five-fold, every office needs to be saying to the people yeah. because this goes for us as five-fold. It goes for the, uh, for the laity. And we especially, because what you said a little earlier, we, we have the greatest accountability, especially as apostles, going forth. Because how many people count us and look at us and call us? And, and I constantly get people depending on me. And I have to remind them, I'm with God, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All over the world, and, and, Yeah. And, uh, hey, that's a responsibility. A lot of people say, oh, wow. Uh, no, not all wow, because I'll tell you what. You've got to be incident and out of season. Sometimes I, I'm not in the frame to deal with situations like that, but the Scripture does say it would be incident and out of season. You know, you don't really take a rest. We, Sometimes you, you, can, right, you can delay things, but you have to face your things there because uh, you don't just serve God when things are going nice. They're going fine. You have to serve at all times, that, especially a pastor. A pastor above all the offices right there, he's before his flock at all times. He has to be ready. He has that flock. And uh, that's one of the, that's, a, that's the hardest, really, of all the fivefold ministry, to maintain it at one local place, period. And he has to maintain that where he's at. And he's seen by the people all the time. And he's at their disposal, so to speak, at all times. And... Uh, uh, you know, and maintain yourself. You, you know, uh, have to make sure of your people, but you've got to make sure of yourself. You have to have your hat on right before you can straighten other people's hats. Yeah. So that's why it's so important because there's a scripture in Acts 20:28 20, that we're to take heed for those that the Holy Ghost is putting us over because He paid for it by His own blood. Christ has, and so 
therefore, in the process of doing the right thing and getting them the right way, we got to maintain ourselves. If we're not right, we're not going to be yeah. training them the right way. So, I mean, that's right. <laughs> it's uh, it's not easy. It's definitely you not easy. Yeah. You know something, Brother Edward? You know, uh, the thing is, when it comes to pastors, I, I just want to have a, I have a word for all the pastors out there. You know, um, you know, you, 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 we lift you up. We lift you pastors up, and you know, and uh, you know, like the brother Edward said, a pastor, uh, a pastor's gifting is, is is not an easy gifting. You know, but all I'm saying with you pastors out there, please, please, when you're ministering, you're walking with your with your with your people, with your congregation. Please walk in, in, in relational authority with them and not positionally. That's right. Be an example. You're, be an example is the most important thing, and they'll listen to your words. I know I've found a couple of churches and pastored them, and I've been a pastor. And, you know, an evangelist should have a pastoral experience to be a better evangelist because you know what he's yeah, like. Right. You just said there, too, uh, in this thing. Because we lead by example as a pastor, and then they'll listen to your words, or anybody will. Because if you're not setting forth an example, people are not going to listen to your words. Because your words, in fact, there's a scripture in the 138th Psalm of the Lord. He put he put his word above his name, Psalm 138, 2 or 4, maybe it's 4. And uh, anyhow, he put his word, or excuse me, 2. Uh, he put his word above his name, and your name is your word. How, how yeah. you, what you do, your example. I mean, what I reflect in my words I say and how I treat people, my integrity is is me, not any of my giftings or talents. No, that's not it. It's how my fruits of the Spirit are, my, my gifts. We're judged by our fruits, not our giftings. I've known a lot of gifted people that I wouldn't trust what they said. No more I would the man on the moon because they tell me something. I know, hey, forget it. It's not going to happen. And, and gifted people yeah. do. I know a lot of good people. And I'm sure we always say the same thing, uh, that uh, or you just couldn't trust them. And what they say, their words are not their bond. And I, I tell you, I don't want much to do with anybody that I can take, can't take them to the word. No, I won't no. work with them. Because anything I hate is a liar. But the thing is, the thing about, uh, we need to be men and women of our word as well as men and women of the word. You know, when we it's say we're going to do something... Like if I say I'm going to phone you at two o'clock, you know I'm yeah. going to phone you at two o'clock, then you're expecting that call. That's right. Right. That's right. Well, you're expecting That's that. That's right. Let's say I'm just going to give an example here, but let's say that basically you're expecting that call at two o'clock, but at two thirty you got something you have to do. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're waiting around for me to call you, right? You're waiting right. around for me to call you, and, and if I'm not a man of my word, don't call you, then your whole day is all, is, 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 you know what I'm saying, is just yeah. torn apart. Yeah, that's right. Even a half hour is going, if they wait till 2.30 to call you, you were prepared. Maybe you sat down or didn't do anything or stopped your work a half hour or near for that time, yeah. and you waited the next half hour of your time. You stole your time. Right. Yes, well, that, that right right home with me, because I run into that, my wife and I, yeah. pretty often. I'm going to call you back. You don't call back, or I'll call, or 
That that's a very familiar thing, uh, Apostle Roy. Because Jesus, when he said he was going to do something, he did it. That's right. That's right. Everything, you know, everything in the Word, everything in the Bible, Jesus said, when he said he was going to somewhere, he went. Everything Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus was a man of his Word and a man of the Word, and of course, of the Word, right? So we're going to need to be. Amen. I've been seeing this out there. Every one of hey. you are listening to me. Mm-hmm. I want you to be men and women of your word. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, be men and women of the word of God. See, circumstance, hey. oh hallelujah, circumstances, situations, symptoms change. Because the word of God never, ever changes. So as you proclaim the word of God, speak the word of God, confess the word of God over your life, over your family, you will see that he had all changed in the mighty name of Jesus. That's it. And, you know, if you want to be trusted, you know, a lot of people, you ever think about this, Apostle Roy, people want to be, be able to speak the word and things happen. In other words, Called out, called done, you know, speaking healing, deliverance, casting demons out and everything. Well, you know, if you aren't as good as your word and you say the wrong word and you can't be trusted by your word, God is not going to invest that anointing in you that you're going to be a man that speaks the word, thoughts come forth. You're going to have empty words. You're going to be like the seven sons of seventy there. Remember, they tried to cast the demon out and they they tried to do like seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, anyhow, it didn't work because there was power behind his, but there was no power in there because they were not in the Lord. They did not do what the Lord told them to do, and of course, they that wouldn't been men of their word. And what happens? It was nothing. You know, the devil sent them, ran them naked down the street. He just tore the clothes off that's of them right. and just beat the tar out of them. That's and, right. And that's, exactly that's, right. Yeah, if you can't, you you know, we have to prove ourselves to God. You have to prove, you know, he proves you. Just like uh, you read in the Bible where it says, uh, they made an excuse, he said, you have to, I have to prove my cattle or I have to prove that. That means that, hey, he's going to be substantial. Am I buying a good product here? So he proves it. But not that he doesn't know, but the thing is we know because I've learned just how I am in certain situations. Uh, I, I might be surprised or maybe disappointed, and sometimes I might think I'm this, and I find out when the time comes I'm that. And a lot of times we don't know really what we are until we're under pressure. A lot of people, like Peter said, and of course he had a good excuse there, but he said, I won't deny you. He denied him three times, but yet we look in the book of Acts. He stood up to government and said, who am I going to obey, you or God? But, you know, a lot of times we compare the two. It's not really a good equation. Because Paul, or I mean not Paul, but Peter didn't have the baptism of spirit when he denied Christ because that Pentecost hadn't come. Christ hadn't died on the cross yet. But then the resurrection and the baptism of the Holy Ghost came after yeah. Peter, you know, made that great statement. But still, there's many people with experiences that do not do that, and they're, they're acting wrongly. And you just can't. You've got to be solid in what you're doing. There's no shortcut to it. You don't pass, bypass something and say, well, I think I'll choose to do this, but I'd rather not do that. No, you either do the whole thing or nothing. 
That's right. And the thing about it is, uh, Brother Edward, can the Lord trust us? Good question. Good question. Amen. That's, That's right, the question Dave. out there. Can the Lord can the Lord trust you? Yep, we have to think about that. That's a question, but can the Lord trust you? Can the Lord trust us? Not just you out there, but can the Lord trust us? Yeah, we put ourselves in that kettle. Yeah, all of us, all of us. Yeah. You know? That's right. That's right. You know, you know how you answer that question? And the way that people say, I'd be willing to die for it, I'd be willing, I'd be willing for that. The thing is, I cannot, he can't trust me, and it would not work. I couldn't do that except his presence be there. If the Lord grant me grace yeah. and mercy in that time, but my own ability, I said, no, he can't trust me. Would I be faithful? No, I would deny him. I'd say no to everything. In other words, I'm wrong in all, but fail in every area. So only by his grace and mercy would I be faithful, will I be faithful to him by him uh, only can i do this only through him we have to see that because uh people make a lot of boasts and things like that but they don't realize hey mm-hmm. it's not on your great strength it's on the strength of the lord and if we do something wrong we're able to be like samson get up there if we had all that strength and then the guys come towards us we find out we're only average man and we're overtaken where before he could whip the world almost by himself but because the, the strength of god was within him but then when god withdrew that he was just like any other man and sometimes we don't That's know right. that until that time comes so and disobedience will separate us from those things and our disobedience exactly. you know and, and yeah. i mean this is this is some serious talk we're doing here tonight. A lot of people, it isn't something that gets a lot of shouting and jumping. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be pleasing God. It's going to get us to shouting and jumping if we do it. You might want to hear it, but yeah. when you do it, it'll bring forth the shouting and jumping because of the victory that we have and how sweet it I, is. I have, I have a question for you there, Brother uh, Paul Edward. What was that? And, and for everybody that? else there. And for everybody else there. Did... God trust David. Say that again. I think that deserves a, a second round there. Say that again. Did God trust David? Brother Did he David. trust David? Did God trust David? David? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mhm. I got the message. Right? He sent he sent Samuel to anoint David. Mhm. But did God trust David? Mhm. He said David was a man after God's own heart. Mhm. But did God trust David? But did God trust David? Mhm. Well, you know what David uh, You know what, David, that's a good, good thinking. One thing about David that, that really it, it really turned God on and really turned him for him, it was one of his big pluses, I think, that he became such a high person in the kingdom of God that he is, is the fact that he was quick to repent and turn the other way. Yes, he was. And he, he, he did yeah, repented. Yep, repent. repent is the key. 
It exactly is. And you know something else? He, he repented, but something else. Remember when he went against the giant? Remember when the, the yep. giant was slamming the, the Christian? We'll say it in today's vernacular. He was speaking against the Christian and saying they're nothing and lambasting them and everything. And he said, who is this unsaved, uncircumcised, you know, he was saying. And then he dared to go up against him, right? Now, of yep. course, he looked like a guy nine foot nine, and he's this little guy. But, you know, another thing a lot of people don't recognize about that situation, you know, Saul wanted to give him his armor, but he wouldn't take his that's armor. Right. And that's, that's the way oh, we Lord. should be. You know, we need to be within ourselves and our relationship to God that when we face things, we have our own way that God is directing us personally to do that. Not the way you would go. I can't go the way you would go, Pastor Roy, or vice no. versa. You can't go. I would, but you have a way with dealing with something. I have a way with dealing with something. So we take our own way that God has showed us, and he's worked through us and showed us, and we do what God has told us personally, because we all have different ways of doing things in a sense, but yet it's still to accomplish the same goal. And if we do that, we take our own armor, but so many people try to copy like others, well, so-and-so does it this way, and they try to imitate him. And there isn't any imitation with God. It's either what he has in you or it doesn't work. You know what I mean? But you've heard that with famous people. They try to, one tries to, like a lot of, well, the Elvis impersonator, that's kind of a bad example, but they try to to, uh, show what he did and everything. And and I don't go for that because uh, we're originals. You know, I I, want to be the best original. My own field, what right. I do, not because you'll never, you'll inherit their bad thing, but you'll never be blessed like they were in the area because you haven't been called to do it that way. Exactly. That's so true. And that's, that's one of the things that, that's happening. You know, so some people, who are, they, they start saying, you know, I want to be like this person. I want to, come on, let, let's go where we right, right. I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. I want to be whatever. But we need to be just who God created us to be, Apostle Edward. That's right. And then do what God called us to do. I need you to be the best Roy, you know, and I can be for the Lord, right, and not try to be like somebody else. Because God hasn't made me as like somebody else. He's made me like me. You have a personality. Your personality, he designed you, your personality, your appearance, everything about you and the the way he says, well, I can use Roy, and he's going to be most successful in this particular slot. I see Ed's personality. I see him, what he does that. This is his place where he can really shine. And on down the line, because we have different personalities, different everything, but we cannot be in the same mold because just like our, they say that nobody has the same fingerprints. And uh, or maybe even DNA or whatever. We we'll say fingerprints, and nobody has the same makeup in that. That's why we're all originals to be the best we can be within our. That's right. And now Whatever. we're going to get back to the fivefold, the fivefold ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. All of us need to work together to do what God has called us to. Well, we're in a body. He's the Amen. head, he's the head. We're in a body, and the arm, the apostle can't say to the pastor, I don't need you. Amen? Right. The evangelist cannot say to the prophet, I don't need you, or, or the teacher, because we're all in the body. We're in the body of Christ. 
And so the thing is, that's where it's all about. We need to work together to to accomplish right. because because we we because the Lord has brought us all five of us together. So we need to work together to accomplish what the Lord wants us to do, and we need all five ministries to do it. That's it. And, you know, we talk about the blessing of God. I was telling my brother the other night, brother I was talking to, minister of the gospel apostle, uh, it's that unity working together that brings forth the real blessing of God. Because, well, look at the Tower of Babel. They were in yeah. the flesh. Look what they, 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 yeah. uh, he had to bring them down. But otherwise, it would have been successful in the flesh. What's it going to be when we're in the spirit? If they had all that great success in the flesh, what's our success in the spirit? So the key is unity, you see. One faith, one this, mm-hmm. one that. What's the devil trying to do today with what he's doing? He's trying to divide everything, the races, uh, oh, men and women, you name it. everything, I make a division doesn't a house divided will fall? Didn't Jesus say a house divided will fall? Can, can Satan be against Satan? Uh, oh, no, you can't. You can't. Uh, it'll fall. Anything that's fighting itself will fail. And that's why the devil's trying to bring it with, with, uh, with the people, bring people against people in every way, even though there's justification, maybe for what they're standing for, but it's all in the wrong, and it's not the way you handle matters. You come into an agreement. You see, there's an agreement under his banner. And if we don't have that, we're not going to get the fruit of these good things that we talk about. Exactly. exactly. These and, blessings. The, and the other thing, too, is, yeah, go ahead. And the other thing is, too, where did that come from, uh, uh, Apostle Edward, about the apostles were basically, uh, were, were, there was no longer apostles from, uh, from the uh, the 12 apostles. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. It, oh, do what it, now? There was I no didn't... longer. You hear what it oh, says? No, oh, okay, I got you. In other words, saying there's no longer prophets, no longer apostles, no longer this. Uh, that comes from that's the devil trying to divide exactly. right there, just trying to take part of the, the help that we need away. You know, that's taking our ammunition, really, what we have need of to make us yeah. better, better yeah. us. You know, taking our exactly. artillery from us. You better believe it exactly. is. I mean, I, I know I wouldn't be what I am today. Not that I'm putting myself on any kind of a pedestal, but I know it wouldn't be without others helping me and praying for me and staying with me. Uh, I'm not a self-made yeah. person. You're not a self-made person. And and anybody that tries to think you are in the world or anything else, they're out of their minds. Because, first of all, maybe you don't know anybody that you didn't think helped you, but how many people you know prayed for you? We don't know that. That's one thing well, we do I, I, not know. They could be praying for us, which they are, over in Africa and around. Uh, maybe somebody's praying yeah. in the Spirit. God directed to pray for us. So you never know who prayed for you. If that's the only help you've ever gotten, who prayed for you? And that's what got well, God to move it. Amen, amen. So I'll tell you something right now. I'll be very honest. You, Apostle Edward, and, and Apostle Ken helped me, you know, to come more, in, more into the gift into the gifting that Lord placed in my heart. You know what I'm saying? You did. I know. Thank you. I thank you for it. 
Uh, well, I, I give that to the glory of the Lord that we're able to do that. And I, and I do something I was thinking about. It's funny you said that because I was just thinking about you and you were talking there, and I thought about we were on the program the other day, the very same thing, how I see you growing, how I see you improving, getting better, like I like to say, gooder and gooder, because I, I can see a stronger, better Roy uh, these past couple months. I mean, you're getting better and better. You're growing. I, I, it's a, and you could ask Brother Ken that too. That if you ask him that, he, in fact, I did tell him that one time. He said, "I know it." And he, he, he says, "I'm, I'm speaking for Ken right now too, because anybody that has any discernment at all would say that and you are, and we're proud of what what God is doing because you're you're a great uh, worker in the kingdom of God. You you do a great work. You're very influential. God's using you in a greater and greater and greater way. And I know in Canada, it's going to be greater there, and it's going to be people like yourself. It's going to make this change, the way you're standing and your determination, the way you're teaching, what you're speaking. It's going to be like you, people like you, that will turn Canada around. I, I mean that. I mean that from my heart. Yeah, thank you so much, Brother Edward. You know, the thing is, it's just, you know, and everybody out there, you know, the thing is that, you know, God is no respecter for what he did for me and for Brother Ken and, you know, and and for Brother Edward, he'll do for you. He'll do for you. And, you know, we just, you know, we just thank you so much for for listening to us and everything like that. And, you know, um, but what we want to do is we just, I guess I'm, getting, I'm just coming back to this um, uh, uh, Apostle Edward about the uh, Ezekiel 37. I, I don't know. I'm just coming back to it. The Lord's bringing it back to me about us uh, praying and just declaring, you know, um, <laughs> there it is. 2022 is the year of breakthrough of the nation. Yes, it is. Even prior, it's happening now, but it's going to really split wide open in, well, a little over three, about three weeks, if you really get technical about it. It's three weeks from Saturday, uh, well, Christmas Day. Yeah, three weeks from Saturday is the first of the month. That's tomorrow. Three weeks from now will be New Year's Eve, if my mind served me right here, and uh, this year. And, yes, it is. It's going to be judgment upon the wicked. Blessings upon God's men and women. Uh, it, it is. It, it's going to be a year that will surpass every year in history. And everything in history. You know, we heard a lot about Azuzu Street, which is a great move. But what was going what we're experiencing now, what we're experiencing will make Azuzu Street look like a child's toy. And I really mean that. And even the great generals of the past. What God is going to do through his people today uh it's beyond what anybody has ever heard or seen before because God's going to step in us, like, and it's going to amaze us how God uses us. I was told by a prophet, and I shared this with him. If I said it one time, I said it a thousand times in public on the air or in public. Uh, I'd said that I haven't seen nothing yet, and I've seen the phenomenal things happen of God. You name it, we've seen the dead raised, you know, we've seen uh, buildings shake and people come out of comas and heart attack, the great things of God. But God said to me, you haven't seen nothing yet. And also he spoke to me prophetic from a word when I was working with Moore Cirillo, a group where I used to teach the group and used to uh, 
uh, served communion there when I was in one meeting uh, right there. Uh, this, his head elder came up to me and gave me a back at one five that I love so dearly. It said, you wouldn't even believe what I'm going to do in these days if I told you. And he's telling that to everybody. Every person, there's nobody in this world that would believe what he's going to do in this time. So what in the world would it be? It's beyond us. We talk about it a lot. But, you know, we're just, uh, we we really are just seeing darkly what it's really going to be. I really believe that. I, I think we when we see when it actually happens, we'll just see how far off we are from it and how, you know, I mean, we'll just see how great great God is. In fact, I've always felt, boy, uh, that when this thing happens, we're going to have to pray that our bodies will stay together because we're going to almost explode. It's almost going to be like, mm-hmm. woo, like about the sun. You know, if we get too close to the sun, we'd be dissolved just like that, you know, if we'd be in front of the sun. Well, with this thing coming upon us, to hold us together, you'd almost explode from every direction. It'd be so wonderful, mm-hmm. so magnificent, this frail bodies that we have, you know, really, when you stop and think about it. Amen, amen. That's right. That's right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes. Praise let's the Lord. Yes. Before we sign off here tonight now, let's let's just have a nice prayer for God for mm-hmm. our listeners here, the ones that are hearing yeah. us now be on the on-demand mm-hmm. section there and, and really for these yeah. people because I, I just want them to get a, a catch what you and I have been talking about up here tonight and take it to heart and then for God to step in for them to see that, hey, these men are not just up there talking to one another, but what they're saying, hey, this actually works. This actually is real. Amen, amen. That's, 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 that's what we want. Amen. We're... <laughs> We're talking a lot of years of experience and a lot of things that uh, we could write books and books. I've only written one book, and I could write a hundred more. Uh, and, but, you know, it's just uh, beyond beyond me and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not able to get it all out at all. The Lord, but uh, it, the it's Lord so wants, great. The Lord, wants, the Lord wants me to write a book, The Five Senses of, of the Holy Spirit. But I'm right now, I'm, I, I, before I write the book, I, I, I'm, I'm living it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told, you know, amen. <laughs> that, Jesus, he didn't write a book, did he? <laughs> Jesus never wrote one book. <laughs> right? And living yeah, it, he right. got more accomplished than he'll ever get accomplished than one. Right? He got more accomplished. He didn't write anything. So if Jesus doesn't have to write a book, yeah. doesn't have to do that, I think there's a little hope for you and I to do a couple of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. Ahead, I re- really, when you stop and think. Oh, go ahead. What did you say now? Just go oh, ahead, pray. Okay, we're going to agree together. Apostle Roy and I are going to agree together because we're two of us coming to agreement. He said, I will do it. If you come in agreement in my name, Jesus said, I will do it because you, you're coming Amen. to the Father in my name. Two of you, it will happen. So we're going to pray. For you people right now, every person that hears it, we put ourselves in there, too. We're praying for ourselves as we're praying here, but we're praying Amen. for you yes, corporately for the Holy Spirit just to take over. We need that takeover. We need that takeover, okay? We need that revolution. We're having a revolution. 
a spiritual revolution is what it is. We talk about a lot on the program, God's power. That's what God is doing, a spiritual revolution. It's a revolution by God. Turn out the old, out with the old, and in with the new, the new things of God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Father, as, as we come before you tonight, we certainly thank you for this enjoyable, pleasurable, refreshing, blessing night that Apostle Roy and I discussed your word and about you as we shared with one another and as we shared with this body with the people who are listening. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we can speak like we do speak. And we know, Father, we couldn't accept it would be for you in our lives as you have been. Because you're in our lives, because you have showed yourself to us, we can talk and act like we do because we know the reality of you. We really do, and we give you all the praise and glory for everything that's said and done. It's, it's you through us, not our goodness. We have no goodness. The only goodness we have is your goodness within us. And, Father, I just pray right now, along with my brother, in agreement. I'm just praying for everybody that hears this right now for a fresh touch from God right now, a touch from you, Father, a revolution yeah, a revolution, revolution, revival, a revolution within to turn things around. Yes, to turn things around, to turn things around. It's going to change things, a shift, a shift in your life. I speak a shift in your life, not life as usual with any one of you now, but the life that Jesus wants you to have, to shift from the old life and shift into that new life right now. I speak that over you right now in your personal lives, your ministries, your family lives, your marital lives, every part of your life now to shift into the shift that Jesus has for you, not what you would think or maybe even necessarily what you would want, but God's plan for your life right now. And, Father, right now I declare in their spirits and their souls and bodies deliverance and healing by the power of God and everybody listening to this, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over all satanic activity in every arena, every curse, every generational curse, everything that has come upon the people right now in this land, this COVID and these things that have, have, have come into this world and the, the poverty, the lack, the lies, the, the violence and everything I've pray over each one to be healed and protected and safeguarded and blessed from these things that the enemy has brought upon this earth right now for the great protection, the great healing, the great needs that they have, Father, to meet everyone that is looking towards you right now to the place that you want them, Father, that they will receive that because you do tell us in, in Psalms 46.1, he said, you're a very present help in time of need. Call unto me because I'm a very present help in time of need. And we see that need greater than ever before. So, Father, those that are calling upon you right now, we ask you right now in agreement that you will hear their cries and meet them where they're at and show yourself to each one of them right now, Father. Demonstrate yourself in their lives that they will have that experience and know because you burn it and grafted it upon their hearts that they will know these things, Father. We're praying for that kind of a relationship, a solid relationship, a serious relationship, a life that's dedicated to you. In other words, uh, being a Christian is not just a Sunday or a Saturday thing. 
It's a way, the way of life, not a way of life. It's the only way of life to be. Anything else is is no good. It's no good unless Christianity, being a Christian, is a way of life. Develop, yes, help them develop Christianity into their way of life, everyone. Show them, direct the steps upon everybody. Show us, Father, what you want, that we all walk in this arena. And if we are truly pleasing you and we all become mature workers in your kingdom, remnant warriors, in fact, mature remnant warriors, not only in your power and your love, but also in our lifestyle, what we display to others in our fruits, not just our gifts, but in our fruits and our actions, that we truly can say for us to live as Jesus and to die as the gain. Lord, be that upon every person right now. And I just, by faith, Brother Roy and I release your anointing into this audience right now. We release it into one another. I release it into Roy and myself as we release it into one another, and we both release it into the audience right now that your anointing is going to catch many people as fishers of men, that this anointing is going to draw many in to you right now, Lord. This anointing, your anointing, will draw many to you right now. Yes, favorably, favorably. Favorably, I get the word favorably, favor, favorably, 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 yes, favorably, into your kingdom, yes, Lord, yes, 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 and give favor, give favor to people, favor, Amen. thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you dude, Amen. unmerited, unmerited, undeserved. Unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor for everyone that we have. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Just receive that. Receive that favor. That favor right now. Yeah, that's it. That favor. Amen. That right there. It's it. Great. That's the prize. God's favor is upon you all right now. That's it. Amen. Well, praise God, Brother Roy. Praise God Amen. because that's, that favor is there. The prize is there. All they have to do is pick up that Amen. gift. Amen. And, and the other thing, the brother, is daddy. Amen. The other thing is daddy God. Daddy mm-hmm. God right now is basically yep. daddy God is, is giving Right, right now, a suddenly and surprise and uh, suddenly and surprises are coming uh, to everyone out there from out there from Daddy God to you, Amen, and your family. Yes, in Jesus' yes, name. Yes, they are. Amen. amen, and amen, and amen, and we are agreed. And so be it. It says, "Amen" means so be it. So be it means that's it. It is it. That is it. So all you do is accept that as reality and expect it. It might happen right now. It might be tomorrow or whatever, but it will happen as you expect it. Okay? All you have to do is just expect it because your expectation is God's invitation. And it's not just a a clever saying, but it's something that's very true because God delivers. He shows up and he shows out. 
Amen, Amen brother, brother Roy. Amen. And every good and every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of Lights. Amen. Amen, Amen. to that. Praise the Lord. Thank Amen, you. my brother. Thank you so. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to us tonight. You know, you know, we, uh, brother Edward, myself, we don't take it lightly. You know what I'm saying? This is an honor and a privilege to do what we're doing. The lifting up yeah. Jesus. You know, this is all about lifting up Jesus. And talking about lifting up Jesus, I just want to say from Brother Edward and myself, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We, Christmas we, we, yeah, brother, well, we just, we, we forgot one thing that just came to me. This is the tenth, right? You realize two weeks from now will be Christmas Eve, and we're not going to have a service then. I believe what we and I are talking about. So, yes, that's uh, and then, that's right. then, then two weeks from now will be. Uh, let's see, twenty. Yeah, it will be back. It'll be actually next year, won't it, brother Roy? Cause I'm just trying to think. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be, be next. It'll be. Exactly. Yeah, because the, the it's kind 24th. It's kind of funny that we'll be back next year, see? Yeah, hey, Brother Edward, it's kind of funny to yeah. say well, we'll, we'll be back next year, but that's when we'll, we'll be back next year. And remember, remember what, uh, what was put on my heart. 2022 is the yeah. year of the breakthrough of the new. Of the new. And that breakthrough yeah, could be for you. That, that's for you. Add that, say that again, add you onto that, because in 2022, is, or go ahead, you, you said. the breakthrough of the new. For you. Amen. For you. For you. And you know, that can happen before our next broadcast. I think it falls on the 7th, Brother Roy. I think it falls okay. on the 7th. And oh, uh, amen. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, that's a perfect number. That's that's completion, and it could be completed Amen, for you. Ooh, number, you know? Amen. That's a number of completion, isn't it, Brother Roy? So praise yeah, God so for that. We're going to have a brand brand new topic as the Lord speaks to our Brother Edward and I, and and you know we're going to yes. be uh, talking a lot about uh, the new. I really believe that we're talking a lot about the new. The Lord gave me yeah. uh, gave me that scripture that He's gonna uh, do a new uh, a new thing, a new thing, and you know. So, uh, yeah. Amen, yeah. Amen, Amen well, to that. It's uh, God gonna bless. be new. It is. So we're saying Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Okay. And I believe we're gonna. And, I believe, Brother Edward, we're gonna have some testimonies too. That are going to I believe happen, that uh, with us and with others that we're going to be able to uh, uh, to testify of. That's right. We're going to have things that we say and some others. And we need uh, one more thing before we jump off here, real quick. Is uh, if there's Go anything, uh, email us. Email us because we want to hear these things. And and if you're on a uh, computer. Just go ahead and mark it where it has the uh, comments underneath there where you're listening to it. If you scroll down, you'll see comments and write it there because we want to hear from you all. We want to hear what you have to say because, you know, we're, we're looking, we're speaking into a mic. We're speaking into a phone or a mic. We aren't seeing your faces. We aren't seeing We know things and we sense things in the spirit, but we need to hear from you all to testify so we can Amen. read these testimonies, don't we, Brother Roy? We need to read these and encourage right. because you're testifying. 
testimony. In fact, the Bible says in the 105th Psalm, the first verse, we're to make known his deeds to the people. So we have a responsibility okay. to make those testimonies. And Brother Roy and I testify and, and things like that, but we want your testimonies. We really do because how how's our program affecting your life? What has it done in your life, our program? You need to tell us that. Are we okay. affecting your lives through the whole, the Holy Spirit through us, rather? Is he affecting your life? What have you learned? What has happened? And we need to hear those things, you see. We do. We really do because we know what the fruits of our labor is, you see. That's fruit of our labor. We're not laboring in vain. We are not here for the fun of it. We're here to really accomplish things for God. And if you have any suggestions, you would like to have certain things to hear, maybe you have some things you'd like to say to us that would be a better program, uh, just, just tell us, because we're here. We're teachable, and he can use you to tell us things. So uh, we're here for you all, okay? Amen. Okay, brother, well, you want to just go ahead and close your here? We'll wind her up now, and then we'll let the people go, and they can just go talk to the Lord. Yeah, amen. Amen. So we're just going to say... We'll see you next year, God willing. We'll see you next year. Amen. And remember, Amen. 2022 is is the year of breakthroughs. For Amen. Amen. God Amen. We love and, you and, all. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. Amen. We love you all, and a Merry Christmas to you, Brother Roy and, and Sister Evelyn. And we love you guys. We'll be talking to you soon. Okay, buddy. Okay. All right. See you you later, See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See you later, alligator. Okay. Okay. Bye now, brother. I'm just just bugging (laughs) you. I know. We've got to have a little humor in there. Bye-bye now.